0: Sales. And to all of those that would like to destroy the future of the greatest country in the world, our message to them is the same as my grandfather's. Them that's going, get on the wagon. Them that ain't, get out of the way. Herman Kane. Herman Cain. Solutions for a better America. This is your host, Herman Kane. Thank you for joining us. Because you know we're going to tell you the truth. Give you the facts because we want you to help figure out which wagon we need to be on to make this a better America. Breaking news. Breaking news. Every day with Herman Kane and the most connected man in Washington, Jamie Dupree. Hello, Jamie. Welcome. What's Herman, how are you, buddy? I'm great. How are you doing? Excellent, excellent. Were you blown away by the Democrat free-for-all debate last night?
1: You know, I thought it was interesting in a number of ways. I mean, first... If you had not known that there was a blowout in New Hampshire earlier this week, it didn't really come through last night. You know, I didn't sense. A week ago, Hillary Clinton was very aggressive in that debate and going after uh, Bernie Sanders, and it didn't really work. Last night, she was more measured. She still jabbed at him repeatedly, especially over yeah. how much all of his plans would cost. You know, she said, you know, uh, uh, you know talked several times about how much it was going to cost, etc. But she wasn't as... <coughs> aggressive when saying the numbers just don't add up. She didn't really, you know, get, there was no artful smear kind of line or anything like that. So she again went after him and she again wrapped herself fully in the Obama administration and the Obama presidency and tried to make the argument that Sanders is going to put some of those gains into into jeopardy. It was almost a, it was almost a Republican argument at times against Sanders that she was making, you know, the numbers don't add up, you're going to swell the size of government, it's going to cost too much, etc., so, I don't know. It's sort of like last week. I didn't think that anybody really won. You know, if, if your favorite, if you like one of the two, then they won on points just because you felt like that. There were yeah. no knockouts or anything. But Bernie Sanders last night, I thought, he had a few lines to sort of push back at Hillary Clinton a few times. Uh, and and I thought the one interesting one that got chortles from the crowd was uh, uh, he said, you know, uh, one of us ran against Barack Obama. Oh, yeah, I was not that candidate. You can hear somebody in the crowd go, oh, you know, like, they really got that one. <laughs> so, bottom line, I mean, the, the Henry Kissinger spat I thought was sort of funny, only because most of the millennials who would be voting this year have no idea who Henry Kissinger right. is, or who Paul Pot was, or the Khmer Rouge, or anything like that. I mean, you and I might remember stuff like that, but it's it's it, it, it reminds me a lot of times you got to check yourself when you're talking about things because most of your audience is younger than you and and, and is not going to remember some of yeah. that stuff. So my seven year old son, he said to me uh, the other day when I got back from the trail, he said, uh, "Dad, um, Bernie Sanders is old." And and I thought that was sort of funny, you know, coming from a little kid. I'm like, yeah, he's 74, son. Yeah, you're right. He is old.
0: I tell you, son, uh, I'm not too far behind Bernie Sanders. Okay.
1: (laughs) So, uh, you know, bottom line, I'm not sure that anything changed or anything like that. uh, But it still was an interesting debate. Now, tomorrow, we've got the next Republican debate in Greenville, South Carolina. And the the knives are clearly getting sharpened uh, between Ted Cruz and Donald Trump. Cruz put out this uh, ad yesterday and actually a few different ads and you can see them. I put them up on my blog at jamiedupree.com and The Trump people are furious, and Trump was mad, too. He was spitting mad about it last night, and he got a hold of his phone this morning when he got up, and you know he's always dangerous when he goes on Twitter right away in the morning. And it was, quoting here from Trump, How can Ted Cruz be an evangelical Christian when he lies so much and is so dishonest? Now, I have to sort of figure that that's going to spill into the debate this weekend between the two of them. And the only thing about you know, they avoided each other last week in New Hampshire, and I figured that would happen. But this week, you know, we're starting to play for keeps now as we move on. And Ted Cruz can't really draft off of Trump, and second place doesn't do you too much. You'd like to win. So I just sort of wonder, with the help of the moderators, whether we're going to see a little more battling there. And even Marco Rubio has opened up on Trump a little, too. And, of course, Jeb Bush has been after him for a while. So we'll have to see where Saturday's debate goes in South Carolina.
0: It'll be interesting. Uh, Now, do you know who the moderators are going to be for the uh, CBS? CBS. So I
1: assume it's John Dickinson and others uh, will be there, and maybe Nancy Cordes. So we'll have to see. Now, I do see that we have a our first poll out from uh, from the Palmetto State. This done by the Augusta Chronicle newspaper across, you know, right on the border, basically in Georgia. So this is the first poll we've had of uh, down there, and it has Trump at thirty six, Cruz at twenty. Rubio at 15, Bush at 11, Kasich at 9, and then Ben Carson trailing at 5. So, you know, that's, you know, one of the early kind of things. Let's see, this was on the evening of February the 10th. So this would have been a full day after the results were already known, you know, on the 10th and 11th after New Hampshire. So this is, you know, the, our first little indicator maybe of where we are. It's not, I wouldn't call it definitive. I would want to see more than one poll. But that sort of, to me, sounds... Like, it's it's very plausible that Trump would be ahead, that Cruz would be second. I still think Cruz would be a little closer than 16. Rubio third, and then Bush fourth. Uh, what, were
0: the, what, were the, what were the numbers? Numbers again, again the 36
1: three. for Trump in this poll, 20 yeah. for Cruz, 15 Rubio, oh, okay. Bush 11, Kasich 9, and Carson 5. Gotcha. So, look, it's the first poll. We'll see what else comes out. I would assume we'll see a lot more polling in the days ahead.
0: Did they do anything on the, the Democrat side?
1: Uh, Not that I see right now. You know, remember, their their primary is not for another 15 days. It's two weeks from tomorrow, so there's no reason to rush on that. But I would think that Bernie uh, would be closing the gap a little. I'm not saying that he's going to be close or anything. Hillary Clinton has had uh, major leads. But, you know, again, it's that momentum thing. You know, somebody sent me an aggravated email today. Why don't you talk about Donald Trump ahead in this new national poll? You know, national polls are just no good right now. They're totally based on momentum. I guarantee you if Ted Cruz won the next two events, he would bump up a bunch in the national polls. It's just the the reaction to where we are. The more important stuff is the local thing here, and it shows, as I would expect, that Trump is ahead. Cruz, though, has been working the ground game in South Carolina for a number of weeks now, and I do think that he has an an edge there. Now, is it an edge that can provide the the margin of victory? We'll have to wait and see.
0: Interesting. That's a first trend, as you would well, call it. Let's and wait I for other polls, way. then we'll, we'll call it a trend. We'll, we'll wait for some first more trends. Clue. Yeah,
1: exactly. But sure I, it th- gives us a little insight as to where we might be overall. And I'm sure
0: there are going to be some more after the, Democrat, the, the Republican debate on Saturday One night. One
1: would think that we'd see a lot more of that. And you never know. Listen, what did yep. we see a week ago? We saw the misstep by Rubio. He's still dealing with that, obviously. Uh, but this is a chance... Rubio, this I think third place is very important in South Carolina, especially for Rubio. If he finishes fourth or even fifth, things start going sideways fast. And you know, look how fast some people have gotten drummed out of this race already. It won't take much, and you don't want to be limping your way to Super Tuesday. You want to be viable on that day. And when you look at the map, especially for the Republicans, as to all the different states that day, and a lot of them are proportional, those states, all of them are, in various ways, it shows you just how important that day is going to be in terms of who shakes out the best. I mean, we have the Southern group, alabama arkansas georgia oklahoma texas and tennessee and then you have a bunch of others alaska massachusetts minnesota vermont virginia and wyoming i mean that's a lot of ground to cover in just the in those 10 days basically after the south carolina primary and then you've got nevada in there as well
0: now did Carson make the debates for Saturday night?
1: I, I believe he's going to be in. Yes, I think he is. Maybe I'm wrong about that. So that I would make that would
0: make be. six, right? Is that maybe
1: right? I'm wrong? Well, I you know I've been traveling so much I that, uh, that I haven't figured that one out. But let's see. I think. Um, well, I don't know if uh, I, I I haven't seen whether or not that Carson is going to be in there for sure. I should know that, and I'm sorry I don't.
0: That's quite all right. But now. Most of the debates, if they're sponsored by different organizations, haven't they used slightly different criteria? It hasn't been consistent, has yeah, it? Yeah, this
1: is uh, Carson may not, actually. They have to place among the top five wow. in the averages of national and South Carolina polls by Friday and receive a minimum of 3% of the vote in, uh, in Iowa, New Hampshire, or polls in South Carolina. Now, what did Carson come out with the other night? I think he was only at 2%, 2%. if I remember correctly. Yep. And now, But he did qualify with Iowa because he had 9% there so we'll have to see I guess we'll probably um, I would assume I'm sorry I haven't seen I should know this but uh, you know I think no so. that's
0: alright that uh, Jamie look I don't expect you to know my everything. brain
1: uh, my brain is somebody sent me an email from inside the company and said uh, we, yeah we we still need this and I thought to myself I don't even remember seeing this email And obviously it got to me but I missed out on that one you know and this is the thing for not only the candidates but for the the, the staff and everything else of trying to get it all together in the next couple of weeks, you have to make some very strategic decisions. You know, how long do you stay in South Carolina? For example, John Kasich is going on Monday and Tuesday to stump for votes in Michigan for two days. Michigan votes the week after Super Tuesday. Well, are you really going to be around to get to Michigan? I know it borders your home state, but are you really going to be there at that point in time? Now, Trump, I think, would be there. So he can afford, like last night, to be in Baton Rouge. He can afford to be in Tampa on Friday night. He can do those things because he's going to be around. But, you know, some of the others you're it's a difficult decision do you do you go to nevada in the next few days or do you stay just in south carolina for the next week no easy answer
0: no they're going to have to be very strategic about it, that's for sure.
1: Because then you come out, think about it, uh, I'm trying to plan my travel ahead of time, you have Nevada on the 23rd for the Republicans. Right. Do you go right from there, say, to, do you stay that night in in in, uh, in Nevada? Do you go on to, say, at Texas or something like that? There's a debate the following Friday in Houston. Do you pick that up later? So there's no easy answers here. That's why all the work that went on the months and months before of organizing people in these states, like Ted Cruz has done in states like Georgia and Tennessee and Alabama and others, maybe that gives him a bit of an edge, or maybe it's just that late-breaking momentum type of candidate that can uh, get people together as well.
0: Well, what about this uh, slew of black lawmakers defending Clinton, trying to help her do damage control? Well, there are going to be
1: some of them are going to be on the stump for this weekend down in South Carolina. John Lewis among them. I thought it was interesting. Lewis came out and really tried to basically say, you know, Bernie Sanders, he wasn't around during the civil rights era. I didn't know him. Sanders, it's uh, interesting, Herman. I found a YouTube video that he did, I think it was three years ago. To mark the 50th anniversary of the march on Washington. Yeah. And Sanders talks about how he was there at the march, but he was way out in the crowd. He wasn't, you know, up on the up on the stage like John Lewis was. But the irony here is here's Lewis dumping on Sanders. And what does Sanders say in this video? Well, as a student at the University of Chicago at that point in time, he was helping to raise money for SNCC, the student nonviolent coordinating committee. And who ran that? John Lewis. Yeah. So here, you know, John Lewis may not have met him. Uh, but Bernie Sanders, uh, back then, was one of the foot soldiers, in a sense, in trying to funnel money down to him to help with the civil rights movement.
0: Well, time will tell. I just don't think that—well, uh, we'll see. We'll see. Y- you, you, can, you, can never, you can never really tell about how those—
1: we got two North more weeks start. to figure out that race, so we'll, wow. we we got a little time to talk.
0: All right, Jamie, thanks, my friend. Have a good weekend, Herman. You're listening to The Herman Kane Show.